You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another Let's Ride podcast. It is really tough for me to believe this because it just, sometimes time just feels like it flies by. This is certainly one of those circumstances when you look at the calendar and you say, wow, the NFL draft is next Thursday. Like that is insane to me. And before we go any further, I want to mention that things are going to change a little bit with the Let's Ride podcast. Uh, I do plan on keeping the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I need to talk to Brian Anthony Davis and, and really iron out whether there's going to be a Friday show next week or not. We might have so much content with the draft and the first round pick being announced on Thursday night and going Friday that there might not be a Let's Ride on Friday. I apologize, but you know what? I'm going to be, if you want to hear my thoughts, there will be plenty of opportunities to do so on our podcast platform. So don't worry, you'll still get to hear my take. And then we'll all get to digest that draft. We'll all get to break it down. We will all get to give our thoughts and opinions on the picks that were made, the picks that weren't made, the picks that should have been made in the weeks coming up after, and especially with the news breaking that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be one of the, I think last I saw it was anywhere from 12 to 13 NFL teams that are saying we're not showing up to voluntary workouts. And they're talking about OTAs, which are are slated to start on Monday. Let's get this out of the way first. We'll talk about this news. Started slated to start on Monday, these OTAs. And the first phase is literally just workouts. Getting in there, working with the strength and conditioning coaches. If you need treatment, you can get treatment from the facility. 
and they're not happy. And I say they, the NFLPA, the players are not happy that the NFL has players back. They think it should still be virtual. They're claiming it's because of the protocols that aren't being followed. I'm not buying that at all. Let's get that out of the way. But still, when we're talking about this stuff, we're not going to have a lot of news until mandatory minicamp. Mandatory minicamp, I believe, is three days. The, the, the players have to show up or else they're facing some pretty heavy fines. They're going to do that. They said they're going to skip all the in-person voluntary workouts. So if the Steelers say we're going to have virtual meetings, I would assume that the players would be on board for joining those meetings. They're going to have to work out on their own. They might get together. Um, but the NFL said, look, hey, just so you all know, if you're going to do this, if you're going to say we're not going to show up and you decide that you're going to go out and you're going to practice on your own, if you get hurt, you pop an Achilles tendon, you tear an ACL, whatever the case is, you get hurt and you're not at the team facility, you're not at a team workout, guess what? You're on your own. But if you get hurt and you're at a team facility, then the NFL will cover you. They got your back. So, but still, the Steelers are one of those teams that said, we're not coming in. And I didn't want to talk about this right off the bat, but it's just the way the show is going. Let me give you my thoughts on this. I think that the Players Association should be absolutely ashamed of themselves, to be completely honest and blunt. I have nothing wrong with union workers, um, but at the same time, my goodness, the NFL and those protocols that many are calling quote-unquote shoddy are the same protocols they got through a 2020 season. Yes, the schedules were messed up. Yes, the Steelers season was definitely thrown through the ringer, but they got every single game in. They had a successful season when no one, and I mean no one, thought that it could happen. And so now, the players, because they don't want to show up, that's what this is about. This isn't about COVID-19 testing. This isn't about close contact monitoring. This isn't about any of that. It's about the players don't want to show up. And oh, by the way, let's also do not pretend that the fact that these veterans that are having to settle for one-year contracts because of the dip in the salary cap aren't sitting there saying, we can't have a young player come into these workouts and play well and really show what they're made of because then they're going to cut us and they're going to keep that younger player. Don't think that that thought process isn't going on and isn't a driving force in these really, really strange, I find them kind of ridiculous situations. I don't want anyone to think, oh my gosh, Jeff's being so insensitive to like COVID-19 and the pandemic. No, 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 no. No, that's not what I'm saying. Not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that the NFL's protocols have been the gold standard amongst professional sports leagues in the United States of America. Hands down, the best. They got through a 16-game regular season, all the playoffs, and the Super Bowl, and they only had a few hiccups, and now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, the players have an issue. We're not so sure about these protocols. Get out of here. That's my thoughts on that. So there's a lot to talk about, and there's going to be a lot to talk about, and because of the Steelers not being there for OTAs, we'll have a long time to digest these draft picks and at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way. And also on our audio platform, wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss anything. And we're going to really dive into these players. We're going to talk about, 
you know, what they do well, what they don't do well. How could they impact the team? Are they going to play right away? Are they more of a, you know, reserve practice squad guy? We'll talk about it all. And we're going to have plenty of time to do it. But what we're going to do today is what I have been doing on Mondays. And what I've been doing on Mondays is trying to go through and break down the personnel by position and really figure out, is this a position the Steelers should draft? And if it is, should they draft it high? Should they draft it, you know, at all? These are questions. It's a flow chart. We've been in this last two. We only have a couple left. Okay, so today we're talking about the quarterbacks, and in the second segment, we're going to talk about the backers. We're talking inside and outside linebackers. It really only leaves us next Monday with, I'll be able to get this done in one segment, and that will be uh, running backs, haven't gone over running backs, and then specialists. We'll talk about the specialists, and that's it. And then we've gone through the entire offseason roster, not counting the pe- the players that we have that the Steelers have accumulated recently, but we've gone through the entire roster and we're really dissecting team needs this way. So let's start with my favorite position. That's the quarterback. I love the quarterback position. There's something about it. Some people say, oh my gosh, the, they're egomaniacs, they're uh, control freaks, whatever. I don't care. I love good quarterbacks. They're, they're so hard to find. You know, I mean, I grew up in a Neil O'Donnell era, the Cordell Stewart era, the Tommy Maddox era. When Ben Roethlisberger was drafted in 2004, I was hook, line, and sinker. Done. Like, he was the best. I mean, it was so great to see the Steelers finally get their guy. To finally get the next guy. It was tremendous. And here we are at the end of Roethlisberger's career. We're not sure how many years he has left. But let's break down the personnel of the Steelers' quarterback depth chart, if you want to call it that going into the 2021 regular season. So we have Ben Roethlisberger, obvious, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins Jr., and Joshua Dobbs, who was recently acquired off of as a a free agent last week. So let's follow the flow chart. Draft pick priority. Is it a draft pick priority? No, I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. And this is after I did an entire podcast on why I felt the Steelers should be aggressive, trade up, and get the quarterback of the future. And I stand by my words. I really do. I think a lot of people, and I've had some people on Twitter say, well, Jeff, you've kind of flip-flopped on that. No, I haven't flip-flopped. I'm just trying to be real. I'm trying to show everyone that this is what I would love them to do, but I don't think they're going to do it. So I'd love for them to trade up and get any one of these quarterbacks that might fall to 8, 9, or 10 but I just know the Steelers aren't going to do it. They, they just don't have the draft capital. They don't want to do that again. Art Rooney II, when he spoke about when they had to give up a first-round pick to Miami to get Minka Fitzpatrick, how gut-wrenching that was for him. I mean, he talked about how, oh, my gosh. they He paced it. I paced my office for hours, it felt like. When he said that, as I said to myself, there's no way this guy's going to sell the farm to trade up. Now, he could. I'd be shocked, but they could, but I just don't think it's going to happen. So that's why, okay, draft pick priority, no. I don't have it as a draft pick priority because I don't think they're going to do it. So then you follow the flow chart. The next question is, do they even draft a quarterback at all? And I put maybe. I really pulled a Dave Schofield here, and I said maybe. I didn't give a yes or a no. I know, I know, I hate when people walk the fence instead of getting on one side or the other. Here's the thing. I would not be shocked if they take a mid-round quarterback again. I wouldn't be shocked at all. But 
you look at players like Kellen Mond, Jamie Newman, Kyle Trask, there's a couple others uh, that are out there. But still, when you look at these quarterbacks that are probably going to be second, third round picks, maybe even fourth round picks, depending on which prospect you're talking about. Could the Steelers take a flyer on one of them? They could. They absolutely could. But I could also see them just passing on them altogether. And that's why I said maybe. Because I think the Steelers could draft a quarterback at some point. And I'm going to be honest. I said this on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. I said this on Twitter, and I stand by my words again. And that is, I think that one of these mid-round quarterbacks, I don't know which one. I'm not going to go as far as to predict which one. Whether it's Mond, Newman, Trask, any number of these players that are not expected to be drafted in the first round with those top-tier quarterbacks, one of them is going to be a really good football player and a starter in the NFL for years. I'm not sure which one. Maybe it's Mond. He's getting a lot. Boy, his his wheels have been really getting pumped up over the last probably three weeks. Jamie Newman, not so much. Kyle Trask, haven't heard a lot from him outside of Booger McFarland saying he's a perfect fit for Pittsburgh. I'm not sure I trust anything that guy's selling. Still, you have these. I have this gut feeling that one of these players is going to really turn out. Will the Steelers take one of them? They might. But there's a lot of questions here with the quarterbacks. And let's go through some of these questions. I talked about some of these in my Q&A last week on Tuesday night live on the Locker Room app. If you're an iOS user, download the free app, create a free account, and follow me at jhartman underscore PIT. That's the same as my Twitter handle. Every Tuesday night around 7.30, I go live, and I can answer all your questions. So last week, we talked a lot about Ben Roethlisberger. And a lot of people, one of the people that wasn't even a Steeler fan, but spoke with me in the, on the locker room app during the show, said, I think it's time the Steelers just need to move on from Ben. Okay, that's great, but to who? Who are they moving on to? Here's the way I view it. If the Steelers are going to be competitive, I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl, but if they're going to be competitive, meaning they're in games, they can win some close games, maybe they win them by a field goal or a one-score deficit, doesn't matter. But if they're above 500, or there's not even a 500 anymore, if they're like a 9-8 and eight team, remember, 17-game schedule, I have to keep reminding myself, if they're 9-8 and eight, or if they're 10-7, uh, and seven, whatever it is, they're going to be mediocre. And when they're mediocre, you look at the draft position, they're going to find themselves similar to where they are this season. They're picking 24th in the first round. So let's say they finished... 9-8, and eight, and they're picking 20th. That's not conducive to getting a really good quarterback. It's just not. Everyone says, well, Ben this, Ben that, Ben, when he was drafted, Ben. They were picking 11th in the 2004 draft, and it was a 6-10 and 10 season in 2003 that got them the 11th pick. So I don't want to hear people try to compare. If they're going to be competitive, it's not going to be a situation where they're going to be able to draft a really good quarterback. Now, again... Could the Steelers organization have gotten unbelievably lucky? And when I say that could they could they have gotten unbelievably lucky, it's with Dwayne Haskins. If Dwayne Haskins actually pans out and he actually shows a tremendous amount of promise in Matt Canada's offense and he seems like he's got his head on his shoulders, he's, he's squared up, he's ready to go. The off-field stuff in Washington is a thing of the past. He's not doing any of that stuff. He's focused. He's driven. Anyone that has two eyes and a brain knows he has talent. He's mobile enough to run. 
He has a cannon of an arm. He, I believe he's a good system quarterback. When he was in Washington, and even as a rookie, when he saw finally was given the starting job, when he was in that offense and started to understand it, you definitely saw the progression from year one to year two, by the way. He was really starting to figure things out. He did throw a lot of picks, and that was because when things kind of break, broke down, he wasn't sure what to do. This is a situation where if the Steelers, if he turns into anything, what a find that the Steel, the Steel no one wanted him. Remember, Haskins left, got cut from Washington. He goes to Carolina. Carolina talks with him. Thanks, but no thanks. Pittsburgh picks him up. No one else wanted him. So now they have a first-round talent. I guarantee you if Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin were honest, they would say that they view Haskins as their first-round pick quarterback if they were going to take a quarterback this year. Now, I'm not saying they're giving up their first-round pick. Don't hear what I'm saying. That they're viewing Haskins as if he's a first-round pick, that he's a rookie, and he's coming in here, he's coming from Ohio State, big arm, athletic, got to get his head on right. That is how they should view Haskins. Because if they do that, they're going to develop him, and he could turn into something really special for the Steelers. He could also just be a dud. (laughs) I hate to say that, but he really could just be a dud. He could just be another guy, another failed Ohio State quarterback in the NFL. No one would be shocked at all if that's the case. But Haskins, maybe they got lucky. The next factor is I don't think Ben's done. I think if Ben, unless Roethlisberger gets injured, which I hope he doesn't knock on wood. I don't want any players to get injured. I don't root for injuries, even on even with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't root for injuries. But unless he gets hurt, or unless he goes out and shows that he is completely incapable of playing at the NFL level anymore, then I think he's. I don't think he's done. I think he's going to want to come back in 2022, and maybe 2023. And so we'll see how the Steelers handle that. Will they give him the Troy Polamalu Hines Ward treatment? Hey, yeah, you want to come back, and that's great, but we don't want you back. So either you retire or we're going to release you. It's up to you. I think that you look at this year. You go back to bring it back to the beginning here with the draft pick priority. This is a really good quarterback class. I think this is a great quarterback class from top to bottom. You have obviously Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, uh, Trey Lance, uh, the kid from BYU whose name escapes me currently, Mac Jones from Alabama. And then you get into those mid-round guys that I spoke about, the Mons, the Newmans, the Trasts, players like that. It's a really good quarterback class. Wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers take a mid-round flyer on a guy, but I also, if I'm betting a betting man right now, I'm going to put a lot of money that they don't take a quarterback. Not at all. They have four. They can go into camp and off-season workouts with those four guys. They're not going to have to worry about bringing in a camp arm, they might. They might sign an unrestricted free agent. Think about when they signed Duck Hodges, just a guy to come in and throw the ball around. Hey, we need to give Ben some rest. Rudolph doesn't need to throw the ball as much anymore. We just, Let's get us some another camp arm. They could do that. Absolutely could do that. All right, so that's the quarterbacks. When we come back after this break, we're going to talk about the backers, the backers, inside linebackers and outside linebackers. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host here on this Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day, spending it with me. I hope you have a great start to your week. We are only days away from the 2021 NFL Draft, and Steeler fans everywhere want to know, what are they going to do at pick number 24? I'm not about to give you that prediction yet. That's going to be next week. But still, everyone wants to know what's going to happen. What are they going to do? Well, we're breaking it down position by position. We just went over the quarterbacks in the first segment. Now let's get to the backers. You know, it's funny. I was going through the roster, and I was writing down the personnel of these inside linebackers and these outside linebackers, and I just couldn't help but thinking to myself, my goodness, how this position has changed. Both of them. I mean, think about that. I grew up with inside linebackers named LaVon Kirkland and Chad Brown. LaVon Kirkland was an absolute monster of a man. Huge. If they was if he was playing today, he'd be on the defensive line. Let's be honest. Chad Brown was athletic. He was kind of ahead of his time, I think. Uh, and then, you know, James Ferrier came in. And it's just a different breed of player. They asked their inside linebackers to do so much more than what they ever did back in the early days of the Dom Capers 3-4, the Dick LeBeau 3-4 defense. And outside linebackers have changed too. You think about back in the 1990s, you had the the awesome bookend guys with Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd. And what's really surprising when you think about it, and Kevin Green, rest in peace, he was he was a pretty he was a fierce pass rusher, but he wasn't that athletic. Greg Lloyd could play today at outside linebacker. He was that athletic, could cover. He was better in space. But then you had that early 2000s group with Joey Porter and Clark Hagans. They were athletic enough. But then you went to James Harrison and Lamar Woodley. Those two guys, they were they were more just straight pass rushers, especially Woodley. The positions have changed a lot. They have changed a lot. They asked the linebackers to do so much in this Steelers defense. Very important positions. Very important. The key cogs to that defense. So let's break it down inside linebackers. Devin Bush, Robert Spillane. Vince Williams, Ulysses Gilbert III, UG3, Jameer Jones, who was just signed, and uh, Mr. Koontz, who's a linebacker and long snapper. He's a hybrid player. Rarely ever makes the team, but he's always there on the roster. The outside linebackers, boy, are they thin there. TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cassius Marsh, and then Tigray Scales is listed as a linebacker. Could play both. So let's go through the flow chart, shall we? Inside linebacker. Inside linebacker, is it a draft pick priority? I say no. Do they draft it at all if we follow the flowchart? Yes, they do. Let's go to outside linebacker. Is it a draft pick priority? Yes, I do think it is a draft pick priority. And then do they do it high? Do they take an edge rusher, a pass rusher high? I think possibly, possibly. I know, another Dave Schofield answer. But still, let's talk about these positions. I want to make it very clear. I talked just at the beginning of this segment about where are they going to do with number 24? I pick 24. What's this? What are the Steelers going to do? I honestly, honest to goodness, in my heart of hearts, feel that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to approach this draft, and especially this pick, with a open mind, with flexibility, with knowing that they don't have to reach at any specific position. So I've been talking a lot about cornerbacks on Twitter, and I've been breaking down a lot of the cornerbacks. I think this is a really good cornerback draft class, by the way. But still, I've been looking at all these positions, and I've been on Twitter just kind of give my thoughts about how 
the Steelers might be looking at cornerback, and people say, there's no way, man, Artie Burns, we don't want to do that again. That was such a different vibe going into the season, going into that draft, than this draft coming up in 2021. Back when Artie Burns was drafted, everyone knew they were going to take a corner. Everyone. Everyone knew it was going to be a corner. They loved William Jackson III, and the Bengals take him out from underneath their noses, and they just reeked of a knee-jerk reaction taking Artie Burns. With that said, I don't feel that way about this draft. I feel like the Steelers could sit there and go any number of positions at 24, including both of the positions that we are talking about right now, inside linebacker and outside linebacker. I could see them both being the position of choice. I honest to goodness do. When you look at inside linebackers, you're looking at guys like Nick Bolton from Missouri. Everyone knows Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. You have JOK from Notre Dame, who's just a freak of an athlete. I don't know if that would be their pick. I would love it because I think he's dynamic. He's a really hard hitter. He's kind of light, though. He's not your typical inside linebacker that you want next to Devin Bush. But let me be honest about something. If JOK was their pick, or even Chaz Surratt of uh, North Carolina, who I really like him as well for maybe like a second or third round pick, if those are your guys, they would be like part-time players they wouldn't have to absorb the brunt. You still have Vince Williams on the team. You still have Robert Spillane on the team, but they could still be impact players. You have Micah Parsons, who's going to probably be off the board well before the Steelers pick at 24. And so there is talent. This is a good inside linebacker group, not necessarily a 24, though. Like, I don't think Chaz Surratt is a first-round pick. I'm not sure if JOK is a first-round pick, to be honest with you. He has to fit the system correctly. Nick Bolton, everyone says, could be a late Day one pick. Again, I could see him slipping to the second. I really could. Zaven Collins is going to go in the first round. Where? I'm not sure. Pittsburgh? Could be. Could be. What was interesting is I was looking up some uh, rankings. And I was taking a look at some of the rankings from NFL.com, other positions. Several websites had Zaven Collins actually listed also as an outside linebacker. Keep that in mind. And so when you look at the outside linebackers, you're looking at Aziz, I think it's Ojulari, Joseph Asai from Texas, Aziz is from, I think, Georgia. And then if you put Collins into that group at outside linebacker, then you obviously are looking at a position group where you could see the Steelers thinking about it, considering it. And when you look at players, you know, you're looking at some of the best of the best, uh, I don't know. Some people aren't talking about Jason away from uh, Penn state who, you know, there's some issues there, but still these are two positions. I could really see the Pittsburgh Steelers saying if the right guy's there and the board falls a certain way, we're going to take him. I I could. And and people might not understand. Like, why would you take an inside linebacker after bringing back Vince Williams? Vince Williams is coming back on a one-year deal, veteran presence, good locker room player, People love him, fans love him, teammates love him. But at the same time, do you think Vince Williams is the answer for the inside of that defense? I don't. And he's definitely not the long-term answer. We know that based on the fact that he only signed a one-year deal. And then you look at the outside linebacker depth. I mean, again, I'll read it again. TJ Watt, one of the best in the business. Alex Highsmith, I still stand by my words that I think he is one of the up-and-coming stars in the NFL. It's worth noting that when places like ESPN, NFL.com, a couple other sites 
when they do those redrafts, you know, where they, they go look, okay, after one year, let's go back and let's look at all the talent and that's redraft. When they redrafted, and mind you, the Steelers did not have a first-round pick last year in 2020. We know this. Chase Claypool was their first pick, but he was not their he was their first pick, not their first-round pick. He was a second-round pick. People forget that. The Steelers, during these redrafts, had three players redrafted in the first round. Three. Chase Claypool went in the first round. Kevin Dotson went in the first round. And Alex Highsmith went in the first round. There's a lot of people that I trust when I hear their opinion, read their opinion about pass rushers, and they say that Alex Highsmith might be the best pure pass rusher in the class of 2020, and the Steelers got him in the third round. Maybe it was because he's older. He is a lot older than the Steelers like to draft. He's a redshirt senior. They, they, they typically, He's a walk-on at Charlotte, and so a lot of times – some teams will just kind of overlook the man, gloss over that guy. He didn't play, didn't play tough competition. He didn't go to a power five school and all this stuff. It's it's a situation where the Steelers they have something good, I think, in Alex Highsmith. Really good. But outside of Watt and Highsmith, Cassius Marsh, the Pokemon King, really? To Gray Scales, that's it. That's it. The cupboard is bare. So as you're sitting there listening to this, wherever you're listening to it, in your car, on the treadmill, just listening in your living room, doesn't matter where. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, this draft is going to be all offense for the Steelers. It's going to be all offense, baby. We're getting that offensive line ready. We're getting that running back. We'll probably pick up a wide receiver. You know, you're thinking, that's great. It's not going to happen. Just don't freak out when... And next Thursday, at the end of April, the Steelers take a defender. Not saying it's going to be inside linebacker or outside linebacker. But just don't freak out when they go defense in round one. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Because I know there will be fans that will, well, they need to rebuild the offensive line. What are they doing? This is the worst first-round pick since Artie Burns or Trell Evans. Pump the brakes. Prepare yourself now. Prepare yourself now for a situation where the Steelers could see a lot of value in a defender in pick 24 and take him. And to be honest with you, I'm fine with it. If this team has to win with defense, you need defensive superstars. You need defensive playmakers, and there's a lot of them in this draft. Inside linebacker, outside linebackers, let's go back. Let's recover, recover and rehash our notes here. I don't think the inside linebacker position is necessarily a draft pick priority. If Zayvon Collins is there, he's not a priority pick. That's a luxury pick. You take that pick. You make that pick. Outside linebacker, I think it is a priority pick. And if, you, if you're going to do it high, that's fine. I'm not sure if I see a lot of... I know that Kevin Smith or Cliff Harris is still a punk, but behind the still curtain.com is, is, is an article that's going to run on Tuesday. And it's about how if the Steelers are going to go edge, he really likes Joseph Asai from Texas. He thinks he could really fit well in the Steelers scheme. I'm not sure I buy into that as well. I'll take a look at his article when it publishes and get it ready and all that stuff. But still, the Steelers and their linebackers, we know they love them. We know that they love them. All right, folks, that does it for me. I'll be back on Tuesday, Tuesday night, live on the Locker Room app if you are an iOS user. Download that app for free. Costs you nothing. Not a nickel, not a dime, not a penny. 
Download the Locker Room app for free. Follow me at jhartman underscore PIT. And at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Times or roundabout there, log in. I'll be talking. I'd love to talk with you. All my ride or die crew, I'd love to talk with you all. And there's those people that are out there. I'm going to call you out again. There's those people out there. And you know what they are? They sit there and they listen. And they are probably enjoying the show. Gosh darn it, I want to hear from you. Come on now. Put in that speaker request. I want to hear from you. So this week, when you tune in, I want to hear from you. So say something. It'd be great to talk to you. Remember, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Spotify, follow, subscribe, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. And if you're on iTunes, by the way, give us a good review. Uh, Give us a good comment. Five-star rating. It's appreciated. It helps with exposure. It really does help us. It costs nothing. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. Hey, you know how we finish it out here. In the meantime, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great week, everyone. I'll see you either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning on this Let's Ride. Have a great day. We'll see you. Go Steelers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.